We are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. That was a little more of Walter Trout, Blues for My Baby, Blues for the Modern Days. And uh, standing by to join us is my next guest, Donna Levin. There's More Than One Way Home is the book we're going to chat about. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. Your book was really interesting. Uh, Could you tell the readers a little bit about it? Okay, well, actually, I started with the idea of um, updating Anna Karenina. I'd always wondered what would happen to Anna Karenina if she'd been born 150 years or so later. Okay. Uh, in San Francisco, she'd, um, you know, divorce her uptight husband, and no one would think anything, any of the less of her for it. Right. Um, but... You know, the, the that idea evolved rather quickly into a story of a woman, also unhappily married, who meets the supposed love of her life. But the difference is that she has a son on the autism spectrum, um, as do I. Mm-hmm. And that was something I, I wanted to write about. Um, and it became There's More Than One Way Home. Um, the source of the title, actually, is that Jack, my autistic hero here, mm-hmm. uh, as a child, did not want to go home from the park any other but the predetermined way, two blocks south and one block west. Um, but as he gets older, he's able to find a different way home. And this oh, is like what we call a metaphor for, yes. you know, finding another place, finding another place that you belong. So that was... Um, I wish it came about in the same uh, 30 seconds I took to explain it. It was more like, uh, I like well, not 30 years. Yeah. I know you've gotten some great reviews, and uh, tell me some of the things people have said about this book. Well, I think, um, oh gosh, now I'm, in, in the, I'm there, I was just saying, let's see, it's <laughs> witty and captivating. Good. And uh, uh, read uh, like it could be a film. Yes, and I thought they, the same. Interesting. Um you know, I come from a playwriting background, and uh, so I write very much in scenes. Um, what I'm trying to master now in the next book is how to narrate and compress time. But, uh, so, but it could be a film. Of course, we want books are becoming more like films because we're a, a Hollywood. We're a film culture. Sure. And uh, People have said they like her, her, the heroine better than the real Anna Karenina, which I think is a real, the most profound compliment ever. Oh, yes. By the way, Anna Karenina is the classic of all time. It's going to be around when most of us are long gone. So I don't mean right. to make any, any comparison there. Oh, I know. I know. It's, but, um, it's really interesting because as I was reading through this book, I thought, this is, this, I, I imagine this is a film. I just. Obviously, you're hearing more than one person say that. Yes. Um, yeah, I have. And again, I, um, which is, I, I take as a compliment because mm-hmm. that's, I think, how people, how people read these days. It wasn't intentional on my part, but again, I, um, I was a theater major in college, but I ended up with some ideas of being an actress, but I think I'm much better suited to being a writer and um, being a theater major and reading a lot of plays. I wrote a lot of plays. The theater world is way too intense for the likes of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much happier sitting on my futon with a cat or two <laughs> and a laptop 
but but that that um, that that model the paradigm has just stayed with me all the time. That okay, where are people standing? What does it look like? Um, it was, again, it was not intentional at all, but I'm reading and, and I listen to a lot of recorded books, and I'm reading and listening, trying to figure out how authors narrate and compress time and go faster, um, so I would have that tool in my toolbox as well. Well, all this makes sense, because all of your different experiences are what are driving me to think, wow, I think she's really thought all this through with the perspective of an actor, you know, in the scenes, and that makes sense. Did you grow up on, on the West Coast or the East Coast? Oh, the West Coast, West Coast. Um, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope, so I do want to tell you that my uh, oldest daughter was an anteater for years oh. at UC Irvine Yay. and <laughs> visited her a lot and loved it. That's and, fantastic. Um, the only thing I don't like about San Francisco is it, you don't see the sun from June to September. Oh, yeah. So uh, Irvine's a lot sunnier than oh, that. Yes. Oh, yes. So you're familiar with our campus. That's great. Yes, I am, and it's beautifully laid out. It is. It's just and, a wonderful uh, university. I love that, and, of being here. Yes, and she, she loved it, and she was active in Greek life, and she loved that. Did she uh, Did she know about our station? You know, ironically, I don't think she did, okay. but my, her younger sister is um, a host on um, KCSB. Oh, Santa Barbara. So, yeah, and she's on the executive committee of the radio station there. So Fantastic. Uh, there's some radio in the blood somewhere. Yes. <laughs> I think that's great. So tell me, what was it like writing this book? Because it's such a process. Yes, well, um, I do draw on my own life, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Since I have a son on the spectrum. He's in his 20s now, and he's a wonderful young man. And uh, really um, smart and funny and loving. But he has the challenges that people on the spectrum have. Um, he and my husband both have read the book. I told him that if there's anything you don't like, I made it up. That is the beauty of writing fiction. Yes. Um, as opposed to memoir, to be honest, I felt like, well, I don't have any, my life has not been that interesting, so I had no interest in writing a memoir. And this is not my first novel. I've always drawn on my own life, but always written fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, I started with the, uh, the emotions to be melodramatic about it that I went through as a mom with a say with, with a child, right. um, a spectrum. But it uh, then after that, it's you, you like to see the characters take on a life of their own. Um, now, when an other writers say to me, "My character surprised me. I didn't know that Debbie was going to do this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't make Debbie." Do such and such, and yes. I always want to say you, you. You do know that this character is fictional, right? Right. Um, you, you do know that you can make her do whatever you want. You just write Debbie did. Right. Uh, <laughs> Debbie got married, um, but at the same time, there is sort of a, there is an experience of surprise when when one writes, and it's one of the joys of writing. Because uh, there aren't a lot of joys in writing. Mostly, it's really hard. Oh yes. Uh, so, uh, but you know, we. Uh, I often think of what uh, John Gardner said. My favorite quote. Uh, what was that? Nothing is harder than being a novelist, unless that's all one wants to be. In which case, although being a novelist is hard, everything else is harder. 
That's very much how I feel. There's just nothing else I want to do. Wow. So this is what I'm doing and hoping for the best. You know, the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out, and I'm always fascinated with how people go through the ups and downs of life, and sometimes it's really hard, and I know... I enjoy writing, and I've gone through some really tough times throughout my life, and I'll be on a plane with a notebook, and I'm just writing furiously, and that becomes something very meaningful. So it sounds like you took your whole process of raising your son, and you turned it into something really incredible. Well, thank you. Thank you. I know I wanted, um, I think what I, I, the other thing that's motivated me to write since I was as far back as I can remember, really is I want people to know how I feel. But what I've found is that people have a short fuse for being cornered and having me complain. Um, but if I can make it into some kind of story, they'll pay attention. And then they'll know how I feel. I was frustrated. I was angry. Um, right. I was even, I was happy. I was, but, but it isn't me, Donna Levin, saying, listen to me. Match it is a story, a story. that they're, they're reading. Right. I think that's that's a great bit of advice for writers because I, I don't like to write anything that's like, oh, what was me? Look at all the stuff I went through. You know, it's when you tell a story and it has meaning. That's the best. Yes. And that's what I've always wanted to read as well. I, I don't want to hear somebody complain. I could stay home with that. You know, um, but... I've always loved stories. My mother was a great storyteller. Uh, she was a bit of a complainer, too, but the stories were great. Complaining, not so much. <laughs> so, um, I love know. how you have taught fi- fiction writing for over two decades at the University of California <laughs> Extension at Berkeley. Yes. And that um, led to novel writing, a w- novel writing workshop. What's that been like? It's been, you know, I, I had a lot of trouble getting to, to, to writing. I was... Uh, uh, I let myself get shut down early on by a very sadistic professor. Oh. Uh, really, whatever happened to him afterwards was too good for him. But uh, <laughs> I, it took me, it really shut me down for like three years. And then I was very lucky to find a writing instructor who was the opposite. He was, mm-hmm. he was, uh, he believed in all of us and he was very gruff and he was very blunt. But he, underneath it all, it was really clear that he thought this was the most important thing we could do. The world doesn't need engineers or computer scientists. It needs writers, was how he believed. Um, And that was the beginning, gradually, of me wanting to become a writing teacher or workshop facilitator myself, because I actually did want to pass on what was given to me, Mm -hmm. was this this, uh, ability to take a chance and sit down and not just write, but show what I wrote to other people. And of course, you've got to be very careful about whom you show it to. Sure. Because, you know, not everybody deserves to see it. Not everybody can help you. I actually tell my students to, uh, well, first I say share with care. Mm -hmm. And I say, um, don't show it to your loved ones. They're waiting to see. They may mean well, but they're waiting to see if they're in it. And they're curious ah. to see what a writer really writes. And they're not writers themselves, so they can't help you make it better. So it's difficult sometimes. But find the person who can, who can help you and find the person who doesn't have any other agenda. That uh, is great I, advice. Sorry, go ahead. 
I know. I was going to say, actually, in my in my best days, I've tried to be that person for other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know that I always have been, but I, that's my ambition. I think uh, sometimes we let those that are close to us. Sometimes they shut us down without trying to, but they'll say something, and you, and then you think, oh, well, they're right. What am I doing? Maybe I shouldn't keep going. This isn't good, or you know, I don't know. I feel like you need mentors that don't really know you that can be objective. You do, and um, we're also busy saying that to ourselves all the time. This isn't good. I Mm -hmm. shouldn't bother. Uh, You know, we don't need somebody else to say that, too. We need somebody to uh, to promote the 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 other voice. Right. I agree. Unfortunately, we have to wrap, but where can people find out more information about you? Well, I do have a website, um, donna11.com, but the best thing they can do is go to Amazon. Okay. or their local bookstore, and buy or order or look for There's More Than One Way Home. Fantastic. Because I personally am not that interesting. The book, I hope, is. <laughs> <laughs> now, if people want to uh, reach out to you, are you on Facebook or Twitter? Yes, I'm on Facebook, Don 11, redhead in a blue sweater. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at Don 11 Wright, W-R-I-T-E. Perfect. And you're on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you, Jenny. It was wonderful. Thanks. That was author Donna Levin talking about her book, There's More Than One Way Home. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on my show blog. Again, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back. I have a few more guests. I have author Jane Schmidt calling in to talk about her book, Not a Perfect Fit, Stories from Jane's World. It's very funny. And Explorer's sketchbook, The Art of Discovery and Adventure, which is a beautiful book. Again, all this is on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org.